The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Well, there's been a, a, a tiny, just a small bit of a reprieve for firefighters in Australia. Cooler weather is allowing them to shore up defenses against those deadly wildfires that have ripped across the country. But officials saying those blazes will flare up again within days when scorching temperatures return. Here's the latest. The good news is they're all down at the advice level, uh, which means they're not posing any immediate threat or concern to anybody. Uh, we are even experiencing some, some more mild conditions uh, and some shower activity and localised rainfalls uh, in, in some areas, including on some of the fire grounds. Now, the Insurance Council of Australia says the estimated damage bill so far from the fire has, uh, has reached about $700 million. We know that 25 people have died, uh, over 2,000 homes destroyed, and millions upon millions of animals have been killed. The videos and photos of the wildlife in Australia have been absolutely heart-wrenching. Uh, Rhea Harvey says she lost her kangaroo sanctuary in the wildfires. The area we were sheltering in was on fire and we could see the property burning from the front and we already knew it was around the back and the sides and if we didn't have that river I'm not even sure we would be here. An animal rescue team from Kelowna is heading to Australia to try to help save wildlife. It's headed up by dog trainer and former host of the TV reality show at the end of my leash, Brad Patterson. Brad, welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me on. I wish I, I wish it was uh, under different circumstances. My gosh, these 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 videos, these these photos. Um, I was in my office today looking at a koala rescue and a fellow had just been going around getting these koalas and putting them in his car and it was just just heartbreaking mm-hmm. uh, to see it almost it made me sick to my stomach and I'm sure you must feel the same way. Absolutely, and, and one of the things that, if I may add to, to what you just described, um, from being in Haiti and, and Hurricane Katrina, one of the things is what we see um, through the media, to be honest, that's only about 40% of, mm. of, of the heartbreak. The other thing is when you are removed from the scent and when you're removed from the raw sounds that are around and in that situation, it is gruesome. It's absolutely, it, it destroys you. Um, it, it destroys you emotionally, and, and it's very difficult. The people in Australia are going through um, a, a, a just a heartbreaking uh, time, and the animals are, are suffering dearly, and Canadians are coming together. So this is one good thing. All right. You, you, as you mentioned, you, you've done this before in Haiti. You were down Katrina, and you know we remember the stories from uh, from New Orleans and and after after Hurricane Katrina. You talk about the smell, the images. Why are you doing it? Because um, I don't know. I guess I'm a little crazy, but uh, I have a conscience, and I I want to be part of the bigger picture and hoping that we have some sort of impact and my team has an impact that we save a species from becoming extinct or multiple species. Uh, these animals, they if you take a look at some of the footage, when people say that um, animals don't have language, well, mm. I mean, that's BS. I mean, look at these koalas, look at yeah. the roos, how they're reaching out uh, to people to drink water, how they're asking for help. And uh, as an animal lover, 
and everyone on my team as animal lovers and very compassionate people, we are willing to put our lives on hold and um, go and help the, the needed. Uh, and, and these animals need our help globally. So, so Brad, how do, how do you prepare yourself to do this? You know, I've been asked that question uh, a lot in my life. And the, the two things I say is you have to have a lot of discussion. You have to talk about the good, the bad. You don't bottle it up. And <clears throat> the other thing that I actually learned from a camera, uh, a news cameraman, was he views everything through the lens of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, after Hurricane Katrina, I was I had PTSD for a good year and a half. And after I started to go to other situations um, on our lovely planet, I started to view everything as a movie. Um, part of that works. Uh, part of it doesn't because of the smell and, and the other things that go along with that. Brad Pattison joining me this afternoon, um, known as a, as a dog trainer, former host of the TV reality show at the end of my leash. He and his team, uh, a group, a small group, up to four or five, I think, uh, heading down to Australia to try to help rescue and, 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 and save some of these animals that are down there. What's your plan? What, what, what um, partnerships have you formed? Where are you going to be going? What are you going to be doing? Great questions. Uh, Jiralinga is is our primary spot that we'll be heading off to, and that's that's a sanctuary, a full wildlife sanctuary. Um, The other thing is that we're going to be offering our services to an island called Kangaroo Island. Uh, The reason we're offering our services there is because we have the ability and the equipment to do tree climbing, to uh, fetch animals from limbs, to bring them down to safety. Um, Any animals that have been uh, scorched or burnt, Uh, They will be frozen or petrified from pain. Therefore, they have no chance of survival. Mm. So therefore, they are a priority to get out of these trees and into safe hands for medical assistance. So we're looking for a lot of medical supplies. and We're looking for a lot of donations to help these animals recover. So how can people help right now? Right now, we have a a Help Brad Patterson uh, rescue team uh, to Australia, our GoFundMe page that we launched last night. And then we also have on Facebook under Brad Patterson Pet Wellness. Um, they can also donate there. And right now, you know, I'll just be blunt. Uh, the Facebook page says we need $25,000. The uh, GoFundMe page says 100000 The reason mm. we've upped the page to 100000 for GoFundMe is the call out for medical assistance and aid uh, we, we need to take a lot of supplies. We need to be able to facilitate and bring as much as we possibly can to the Australian wildlife. You've been talking, you, you've developed some of these partnerships. You have a plan uh, in place to, to go to these, to these sanctuaries. What are you hearing from the people on the ground about the situation? Well, um, sadness, mm-hmm. heartbreak. It's, oh my God, like it's horrible. It's it's terrible. Um, it's very difficult not to get emotional, mm-hmm. and you know this. It, oh, it, it's just it's pain. It's it's just pain. It's all pain. Um, you know, and you know, I, I, I listen to you talk, and then I wonder how the hell you're going to do this, Brad. Because uh, I have to. Because I can. Yeah. Like. I mean, forget ego, forget all that other crap that, that people carry around. I, this isn't about. This is about the bigger picture. People have questioned 
um, my team, well, why are you leaving your, your business for two or four weeks? Mm-hmm. Well, why not? Yeah. These animals don't have two or four weeks. Mm-hmm. The business will always be here. Start it again if it fails. Who cares? But you can't replace a dead life. When are you planning on heading out and how long? As, as soon as we have confirmation from an airline to get us into Australia, we'll be leaving. So we're looking around eight more days from now because we are in talks with a couple airlines. And um, as soon as we have the appropriate funding so we can actually bring something positive to the table and make a, uh, a positive dent in this, in this horrific scene. Brad Pattison joining me this afternoon. Brad, um, well, I, I my, my, you know, it's it's just been absolutely devastating. I, I can't imagine what people there are seeing. I can't imagine what, you, what you're going to see and, and what you're going to go through and what those folks down there are going through. Um, please keep us updated. And... Um, we will. And, uh, you know, again, the GoFundMe pages are, if you want to do a shout-out again... Yeah, it's GoFundMe with um, Help Brad Patterson um, Rescue Team, Help in Australia, and then um, for Facebook, it's Brad Patterson Pet Wellness. If anyone else wanted to join you, could they, or is this kind of a, a, a fairly specialized team going down, Brad? This is a very specialized team. Um, I have had people ask, how can they help? Can they join my team? Unfortunately, because our lives depend on on our teams our team members and they're trained um but with that being said if we do have uh, information from organizations that need bodies in sanctuaries and, and rescue sites then we will pass that information on to those people um but as far as retrieval and, and where we go as a team it's uh, a lot of people have said mm-hmm. you're the special ops or yeah. the or the navy seals um so Unfortunately, to be on a team takes training, uh, but for for other volunteer uh, placement, we can certainly guide people to that. Brad, uh, hard to believe. Uh, you, you mentioned that uh, that you were in, in, in Haiti after the earthquake in 2010. We're coming up to the anniversary, the 10-year anniversary of that. That's Yeah, and that's not an anniversary we want to celebrate, is it? No, 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 not at all. Uh, Brad, let, let's stay in touch, and, and thanks for the work, work you're doing. I appreciate your time this afternoon. Well, thank you very much, and enjoy um, Alberta weather. <laughs> thank you very much. Take care okay. now. That is Brad Pattison. He's a dog trainer, former host of the TV reality show at the, at the end of my leash. Now, we were talking about, he was mentioning uh, Kangaroo Island, where, you know, he's planning to do uh, some some work. The bushfires there, uh, estimated so far, and this was information that came out today along with some some video that video that I was telling you about that just had me like kicked in the gut sitting in my office today um, have killed 25,000 koalas um, uh, a local man there and his family had set up an in, impromptu rescue operation they they took a look at you know uh, where his uncle's family once stood and they found uh, a koala huddled beside a tree near the destroyed property and this was a few days ago this fellow um, grabbed a towel and and put it over the animal moved it to a car and then he began looking for other 
distressed koalas um, around the area. And he said that they just started running up and down the aisle of the, the, the plantation uh, area, picking up all of these koalas, checking to see if they looked okay uh, to leave behind, if they were responsive, if they could if they could climb, if they still had a good coat, then they, they would leave them. They tried to, to collect as many live ones as they could, and then they put them in their car. And and you'll be able to see this video tonight on 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 Global News on Global National. You can see it at 630ched.com as well. And I don't know if you can quite hear this, but you can hear this fellow talking and just picture the inside of your car. So if you're driving on the white mud right now, if you're driving on the yellowhead, maybe you're on the highway, maybe you're heading down to Calgary on the QE2, take a look around your car, of course, if it's safe to do so, or just picture it in your mind and imagine it just spotted with koalas who have been rescued. There's probably 15, 20 of them in this car. Doing a little koala rescue. She's a mother with a baby. And I'm cuddling. Just trying to collect as many live ones as we can. Just trying to collect as many of them as they can. And I know there's there's so many questions about what's happening there and, and what's going to happen next. We'll keep our eyes on it and have some more coverage right after this. Well, I'll be honest with you, I'm not sure that I could do what Brad and his team are doing and, and those folks who go into disaster zones to to clean to clean up the mess to to help uh, what the, what they see what they go through I, I just don't believe that um, I could do it I, I, I don't know uh, about you I've read about you know the days after Katrina and uh, some of those horrors and I can't imagine what they're going to see when they get to Australia uh, there was a, a Canadian family who witnessed it firsthand uh, Megan Wegg was She's been down in Australia, the 34-year-old from Montreal, forced to seek refuge in a small theatre in the town of Malakuta, along with her Australian-born husband, Tim Buckley, and her two young children on New Year's Eve. Take a, take a listen. So we were camping in Malakuta with um, our family and friends, and on... January, uh, December 31st, it was a very, very hot day. So we um, took the kids to the beach to keep uh, cool and have some water play. And we stayed longer there because it was so hot. Um, had a really nice morning, afternoon, took a picnic. And as soon as we headed back to the campsite, um, we had uh, the sirens and everything that said, you have 10 minutes to get out of here because there's bushfires coming. And so that put us a bit in a shock. We packed what we could from the tent and from our campsite. And uh, we got back in the car and drove to the first kind of shelter that we had all decided to go to, which was in the middle of a beach. In the middle of the night, we were all woken up to, it was pitch black, we were all woken up to a glare in the sky. And it looked like the size of a tornado, but it was a fire coming towards us. and. It was quite scary. We couldn't see a thing, and we were getting covered with um, 
with sand and it was very stressful. The kids were crying. So my husband um, grabbed the kids, put them in a, in a car because there was a car on the beach. All the kids got packed into a car where we tried to pack up as much as we could. And we walked up to the top and then uh, made, it, made it to the cinema. Um, it was really scary to walk into that. It felt like a movie scene that we were gonna get trapped there. We were all getting overheated because it was really hot and the firefighters stopped fighting the fires that was coming to town because it was coming. So they came and protected the cinema and they were watering the cinema and ash was falling from the vents and we were all drenched in sweat from overheating and water. And and covered in ash. And that is when I was having my scariest moment. I was having a little bit of a panic, trying to take care of the kids, keeping them calm, kept looking back at the door to Tim. All of a sudden, a huge gush of wind came and whatever the universe was bringing us, I'm so happy, it moved the, the fires to go away from the town. And so it was this amazing, Oh, source of energy, source of power. And so that at that moment, all the firefighters came in and said, you need to go outside. We're overheating in this building. We all got masks on and we had to go get some air to cool down our, our bodies. And then from there, my husband and his dad and some friends went back to our campsite, moved all the stuff from the bushes and the firefighters were struggling. So they started helping put out the fires with buckets of water from the tap that was closest. We had three evacuation attempts, but it was too um, smoky and um, it was it was very scary on our third attempt we came back the sky went red and black again and the fires were back again um, and at that moment the navy had already taken 1100 passengers which was all of our friends and family um, so we got quite scared and uh, then we just stayed there the Red Cross, the firefighters and the police and the Navy and the Army, everyone was taking care of us. We were getting food donations, toiletry donations. We were able to have a hot shower. The power came back on for a little bit. We got air evacuated by a Chinook helicopter. Um, and it was amazing. We landed and we actually smelt fresh air. We realized how smoky we had smelt and the kids were. Um, we checked in with the Red Cross to let them know that me and my family were okay. We're all safe and feeling better now, a bit in shock, but we're feeling much better. That was uh, Canadian Megan Wegg um, talking about her narrow escape and rescue from the Australian uh, bushfire. She was in the town of Malakuta. Did you hear about this gal as well um, who apparently has raised like 700 grand um, by sending naked photos of herself? to people. Her name's Kaylin Ward. She's 20. She started calling herself the naked philanthropist on Twitter. Uh, she was promising nudes for donations and it went viral. She said every person who donates at least $10 to any one of these fundraisers for the wildfires in Australia, um, that equals one nude picture to your DM. Um, and apparently been very popular. It's whatever. Raise money, I guess the way you know best.